very impressive costumes, makeup, hair, the equipment, the details. Like, oh my goodness. It was a great script, well performed. He's explaining, I'm already five steps ahead of you. And I had thought that if we do this, then that, and that, and you don't do this and don't do that, then this consequence will benefit you here, there, and there, and there. I bid you adieu. I literally just said, wow, it was just amazing. I could almost clap just <laughs> as you walked away. Welcome to the 20-digit scene review podcast. I'm your co-host, David. And as always, I have my co-pilot, Alex. Hello. <laughs> we have episode 23 for everyone today. And like every week, we each choose a scene. I've chosen a scene from Nirvana and Fire. Alex has chosen a scene from Cesario. It is the odd episode so the honors goes to Alex to start us off. Give it a go, Alex. Right. It's a 2015 film, Sicario, directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve, which I think we're both growing uh, fans of at this point. <laughs> um, cinematography by Roger Deakins, uh, starring Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, and Josh Brolin. Okay, so before we begin, uh, a warning that the particular scene I've chosen contains a, a moment of of graphic grisly images, um, some bodies. So if that bothers you, you can you can skip. So overall, the scene uh, that I picked is the border crossing in and out of Juarez City in Mexico. And the context here is Juarez is a city in Mexico that's on the northern side of Mexico, which is just south of El Paso, Texas, which of course is in the United States. So very close by, but a, there's a border between them, a national border. The operation that's that's happening here is a multi-agency operation involving uh, U.S. Marshals, uh, the FBI, and Delta Force. So the, what they're trying to do here is escort a high-value target from Mexican federal custody and across the border into U.S. custody on U.S. soil. Uh, Kate, played by Emily Blunt, is an FBI agent, but she's only recently uh, volunteered to be in on this operation. And you could see that throughout, uh, that she didn't quite seem to be part of the team, uh, the way that everyone else was kind of a well-oiled machine working together and, and knowing each other, calling each other first name and so on. I picked this scene because uh, I remember how it made me feel watching it it was it was just nerve-wracking for me even <laughs> just watching and i'm not even you know yeah. in the op or whatnot right as they hurried through the streets of the, the mexican city even with the full mexican federal police escort front and back i just kept anticipating that they would get ambushed violence would break out and even though they were clearly experienced military and police uh I just didn't feel confident that they will, might they would be able to necessarily handle what might happen based on all the buildup of how they explained uh, Juarez being what it is with super high crime rate, um, just under the grip of um, Mexican cartels and so on. And just the the tension and the uh, and the fear was palpable, <laughs> at least for me. Uh, you know, some yeah, of the sure. more seasoned uh, military there, I guess they they. They were not shaken, but you could see in uh, in Kate the character Kate's uh, face how she wasn't as <laughs> as gung ho as the others, and well, especially that was, when the that was great. Was, that was great, right? Because she kind of represents yeah. us, and she yeah, the fear yeah. and her just kind of is representative of the audience. So 
her jitteriness is just uh, reflective upon us. And I think it also got a little more nerve wracking and sorry, I'm interrupting here, but just, I didn't want to lose it is uh, the police aren't necessarily friends either. Right. So you don't know if that, if that police escort is at, at any moment, it's just going to turn on you. So anyway, exactly. And it's, and uh, they were showing how uh, they, they take, uh, cinematography took care to show it at least at one or two points wh that they had heavy machine guns mounted oh, yeah. on the tr on the police trucks, oh, yeah. and they weren't just there. The guy was actually like, like holding and, and aiming straight down, like he's yeah. ready to to just open fire with whatever need be. Uh, but yeah, I was saying how it's just the tension even escalates more as the convoy stops, like wait, why are we stopping? We were hurrying up to this point <laughs> yeah. to try to not be in danger and now we're stopping. Yeah. And then he rolls down his window and you so hear that? That's not firecrackers. <laughs> That's gunfire. Uh, and, and then over the radio, you know, we're, they're going to be diverting us from our original route. It's like, oh no, <laughs> what's yeah, up no, now? Classic, uh... what, what could happen now? <laughs> so, you know, mini spoiler here, but, you know, they eventually, they, they, they get their target, they make it out and they, they sort of cross the border back. So they're sort of back on U.S. soil within, I don't know, 100 feet or something of the physical borderline. Um, but they're caught in traffic uh, <laughs> as they go back. Nothing too surprising there. I mean, they it's not like they would have expected the entire thing to, to clear out. Because even though they had a, what's the word, a clear path in terms of uh, special lanes that they could go through on the way in, on going south. Coming back north, they didn't have such. There was like a, a traffic jam. Someone well, there was a car broke, broke down, right? There was yeah, a car broke yeah. down. I think it was deliberate too, right? It was probably deliberately yeah, sure. planted. Yeah. And so the the scene continues where, um, you know, without getting into too much detail, but basically there is uh, an engagement, two of them, in, that happened in just right smack dab in the Amazing. middle of civilian traffic uh and these these uh heavily armed you know assault rifles we're not just handguns but assault rifles on these guys they, they just eventually open fire on on the civilians who were, were not just you know normal civilians they um they had guns themselves as well whether it's a submachine gun assault rifle and a, and a handgun as well but um you know in, in terms of the the u.s forces they handled it especially well nobody got even touched i think but they at the minute they were about to be fired on they they counterfired and just dealt with those those goons whatever you want to call them but there were two separate vehicles both filled with three or four guys that could have done something uh but yeah it was just overall it a really great uh, scene in terms of building attention and showing the i guess the mexican quote-unquote scenery <laughs> of, of the city uh and and yeah, and the the camera shots of of Emily Blunt portraying Kate as looking around and out the window and and just seeing things kind of for the first time as that character, right? Um, whereas mm. the others were just on their phone or looking down or just being pretty nonchalant. But yeah, just uh, your thoughts, I guess, on this one. Yeah, the tension build was uh, incredible. I think that uh, paying close attention to the sound production played a heavy heart played a heavy part in that a lot of um trolling bases drone noses bra uh, drone noises and brahms uh, horns and those types of things especially that dun, 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 like the very very mm -hmm. um low boat building beat that's going in bass that's going in the background that played a heck 
played a heck of a part in building that tension. Um, it does it really well in the beginning of the scene that you chose. Uh, I thought it was interesting, actually, when you chose the timestamps for this. I didn't actually remember how long they took to actually outline the air, uh, the, the overview of just the entire passage of where they were going. It um, actually kind of surprised me a little how much footage they spent just showing that. Um, but um, I also was, it was interesting that build up intention and music, uh, you know, when they reached the target site, it stopped and it was a bit of this and a bit of that. But it doesn't go on for the entire time. So it's, it just, it, it's in an inopportune moments. And then, of course, right at the showdown at the end there, uh, it was spectacular. It was just absolutely spectacular. It's probably the, the highlight of the film, that scene right there. I think anyone that's seen this movie has always pointed out that scene as just mm. amazing. Just in terms of, and there's not really that much going on if you really think about it, but that's, that's what Villeneuve does really well. He does that build up and suspense and tension very, very well. And um, it, it was just a great cinematic experience to kind of experience that throughout. And then when they finally did open fire, uh, it was incredible to watch, even though it doesn't last for very long. And of course, you know, Kate, you know, had to dodge that, notice that guy, um, mm -hmm. was disguised as a cop coming in from behind and, and dodged it. And it was kind of neat because when I first saw it, I was like, oh man, it's kind of foolish to pop up again because he would just pick you off. But mm -hmm. I, she pops up on the other side, so her angle is completely different and uh, it would have thrown that guy off a little bit. So that was, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that's sort of my thoughts there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good tactic. You even kind of get that in video gaming uh, as well in, yeah. in first person shooters where uh, it's similar. If you, if you go peek out at exactly the same spot, he's already you're, ready you're to go, your you're opponent. Done. But you can either go from standing to crouching or crouching to standing or go to the other side of a pillar or something like that. Right. Just, it's a similar tactic. But yeah, that's, that's really good. You could tell or even earlier in the film that um, they, they're portraying her as, um, She's somewhat new, but not that new. And she had yeah. good training and she had good skill. Like, FBI. Uh, earlier in the yeah. film, she she dodged uh, when she did a door kick down that she could have just been nailed right there by a shotgun, but she wasn't. And yeah, right. it's well done. I think I remember one, it was a gun expert doing a review on that one scene. And he noted a couple of issues. I just happen to remember it, actually. You know, if I do find it, I'll just attach it to the notes. It's just interesting. Uh additional notes about some particularities of, of, you know, how people are holding the gun or how the gun is, um, how it's, uh, how it looks and things of that nature, especially when okay. you get into the technicalities. I'm going to add that in the notes if I can find that okay. clip for sure. But yeah, great yeah, pick. Over I mean, yeah, great pick overall. Overall, it you seemed uh, pretty convincing to me in terms of uh, how oh, the, yeah. the held the guns and did their stuff. And yeah, I, yeah, I mean, for the, no, the, for the, for the average viewer, you're not going to notice those things, right? You're just, yeah, yeah. you're just there for the cinematic experience. And it was, you know, it's, De it's Denis, right? Like he's one of our, he is a common name and now among the scene review podcast. So <laughs> yeah. he's, um, and that, uh, I think that was his major claim to fame. I mean, he's done many before that, but this was his step up and that what got him more, more and more budget, I think to do Arrival and then, uh, Blade Runner, and then of course Dune that came just this year. So amazing mm -hmm. stuff from him, and he's just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I, I really loved the film, uh, beginning mm -hmm. to end, and it was just left uh, 
I mean, without getting into being a big film review, but I just overall liked how it it, it wasn't just a, a typical ending of sorts or a typical right. overall story. It left you with a mixture of, yeah, okay, something could happen, <laughs> but yeah, okay, maybe something not so good happened also, and yeah. you know, without getting into any spoilers, but yeah, for sure, great film sure. in that respect. Cool. Okay. So let's move on to the second part. And I have picked none other than Nirvana in Fire. The theme this episode is clearly 2015 because we just happened to pick two pieces that <laughs> came out in 2015. I know, I know this is a scene review podcast, but Nirvana in Fire is not well known in the West, maybe to those that are of, of Asian descent, perhaps. But, and I'm, I, I can't really be justified in saying, this what i'm going to say about this and i know it's not a it's not a film or series review podcast but i've chosen the scene for a very specific reason uh, which i'll explain a little bit later but nirvana in fire is quite simply the best i have seen see drama probably any drama and that's just a huge statement in itself although i haven't seen as i said i, I can't justify myself for saying this because i haven't seen everything but it is it is number one right now, probably easily top five. I, and from soup to nuts, it is the best thing I've ever seen. Story, character development, character arc, the whole nine yards. And I'm not going to get into too much detail here, but it's basically the Chinese version of the Count of Monte Cristo, which in fact is my one of my favorite classic books of all time. So it kind of kind of plays into what I like. And also is in some ways what people, when they see the depiction of the costumes and everything, and the, the, the production level, it's very similar to go, Game of Thrones. So it's almost like a Chinese version, China's version of what they could bring to the table. So I'll stop there in terms of that. What I think is is incredibly one of the best dramas I've ever seen. And it. Um, so let's get into the scene itself, okay? And a little bit of the context behind what it is. In one sentence. This scene, the way it starts, there are three princes that are vying for power uh, for um, once the king uh, you know, passes and they become the leader. Uh, and there are rankings uh, for those princes. The crown prince is number one. And then the prince in this scene is the lowest ranking one. And he has just recently decided that he is going to put his hat in the ring and try to become the top prince by the time um, you know the king has gotten old or whatever and, and would be then the leader of, of the land uh, so the scene in question here is that there has been a disaster there's an explosion in a warehouse and a ton of people have died and he's there trying to provide support and help and resources uh, and this person is played, uh, the Prince uh, Jing is played by um, Wang Kai, is his name. Uh, the other person in the, in, the, in the film here, the advisor in white, is Hu Ge, who is, the, um, who is playing Mei Tang Su, who is the advisor for him. And there's also a princess who um, is also played by Liu Tao. Okay. Um, and so this is, uh, this is just a sample of dialogue 
that happens in this drama. And it's, it's the single reason, single biggest reason why this is one of the best dramas I've ever seen. The amount of strategy, the amount of thought. I mean, I, I'm a lover of strategy. And the way this scene plays out and what Mei Tang Su advises to Prince, to the Prince, on how to handle a seemingly trivial situation where he mm-hmm. is, he's done a, a poor deed here of not report or reporting uh, some of the army supplies um, that he's not supposed to. And if he does, he's supposed to report it. And he advises him not to. And that exchange of, of, um, of his wisdom is just a small sample of just how this entire drama plays out. So on top of all that, you know, this was beautifully acted, uh, Hugo is an incredible actor. In fact, all of them that are featured in the scene are incredible. You can tell the um, cinematography is great. The costumes, I think they spent 100 million yen on this project, which roughly translates to about 15 million US. So an enormous budget for that. And the music, which is something that is very much a second fiddle in many C-dramas, is awesome uh, in this scene in particular. Very subtle, comes in at the right times, uh, very good usage of the orchestra where needed. And so I thought it was just a, a great way to, um, not a trailer, so we say, but just a, a small sample, a teaser of just how mm-hmm. amazing this drama is. Uh, I've never seen a drama, just, just there's, it's always about the action, about the acting, and it, this has all of that. But nothing to the level of strategy that's played in this yeah. in this uh drama it's it's i've never seen it before and it's how how available beautiful. is this uh to to western viewers like in terms of where can they go yeah. see this yeah it's actually available on viki uh right now so okay. uh, you would have to subscribe it's viki is like a, an app like netflix and you yeah, can yeah you can just subscribe i've seen it on it. roku so yeah yeah so you can just pop on there for a month or two or whatever and 54 episodes and off you go and I, I tell you it gets a bit confusing there's a ton of characters in the first couple of episodes but by the end of it i, I will guarantee you right to the very end womb to tomb birth to earth this by <laughs> like from episode one to episode 54 it is mind-boggling <laughs> very interesting Dude, like the things the topics you talk about how it, it uh particularly like the political strategy and stuff that reminds me of a of a manga that I've I've been reading called Kingdom which mm. it's 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 done by um a Japanese staff but it's covering um uh, ancient Chinese history and right. but it's it's not just military uh, which in itself is already very fascinating in the in the way they cover the the, the military exploits of uh, of the characters but I'd say it's practically half and half military right. and political right. and the way that they get into the detail of of the factions against one another the the backstabbing the intrigue the, yep. the cleverness of and the sudden surprise of someone pulling some political move in 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 the thing and then suddenly their faction is either that much more powerful or their and other sounds side very gets, similar that's exactly down. yeah it's a, this was actually a novel that was written by um uh, and I've, I've, I apologize to the Chinese viewer, uh, listeners and viewers. I mean, my pronunciation is, <laughs> is terribly poor. But um, uh, it was written by uh, a woman. And I'm just trying to recall her name here in my notes. Um, I forget what I'll, I'll put it into, into the notes at the end here. But um, 
she actually wrote a novel and then producers approached her and said, we would like to make this a TV series. And then to entice her even further, they said, I want you to be the scriptwriter for this. And so it was true to the novel for the most part. In her words, it was about 80% accurate, so more than good enough. Um, and that was just, you know, amazing that they were just, you know, someone that has never had any script writing experience. And here she is just, you know, contributing, which is amazing. Right. Hmm. So, um, and, and what you had described there about the political intrigue and so forth. So one of the things that this does so well, and it's touched on in this scene, which is why I picked this scene is the, the politics of the ministers and how they, you know, care for certain areas of the government, like trade, military, um, you know, justice, what have you. And in this particular scene, they're talking about how the crown prince has lots of influence over this particular minister. And so if he doesn't report it, he's going to get in considerable amount of trouble. And, you know, that's that's the best part, right? Where Meitang Su says, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> we want... <laughs> This disturbance, this, we want this to be noted by the ministry because in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing. And it's just beautiful how the prince is like, and you know, he's just kind of, you know, a bit of an ox, right? He's, he's, he has full integrity. He doesn't want to cause trouble or anything like that. And he says, you know, it, it would be easier just to not report it. And he says, you know, it's my job, you know, it's my job to be able to bring this to light and, and so that you don't have to, right? So it's just, it's just a wonderful display of politics, of the ministers and how they interact, how they interoperate, how the influences of those ministers and how the influences of those crown princes manage those ministers can be a part of how you uh, hold power within the entire court. So it's, uh, and one thing I really liked is that despite the complexity. And it's complex. There's a lot of characters, a lot of politics. It's not rocket science. I think we can all agree genius is in simplicity. And it, this does do that. It, it's not hard for you to understand. You just need time to kind of get into it. And then once you do, I think the average viewer will, will, just, will just get it. It's not like watching Interstellar, where it's you know, crazy science fiction, or uh, <laughs> that it's very hard to understand, right? So... Um, Anyway, that's why I picked this scene, and okay. I, I think you can get a taste too, Alex. Right of the of the acting. Quality. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting I'm getting interested, and I I, <laughs> I think I've we've either tried Vicky already for some K drama stuff, or we've seen it, so I might have a look. But yeah, my thoughts on this. Um, certainly, right from the get go, even in just looking at the beginning of the YouTube clip, like earlier than the timestamps you gave me, um, struck me right away. Very impressive costumes makeup yep. hair on, on the jewelry on the women and even mm. on the men right uh, the equipment now and when i get to your scene the armor that they're wearing the yep. detail on all of this stuff uh, the, the swords the and the just the general set and areas that they're they're shooting on it's like oh my goodness like yeah 50 million us i can believe it <laughs> oh my god so cats off to them that, that was that was awesome um but yeah just getting to the to the end of, of the of the scene, the double scene, I guess that you've you've given me, mm -hmm. I literally just said wow, because I was just so impressed by uh, it, it was a great script first of all, and then well performed by the actor mm -hmm. of the advisor, and just the way that it 
it's just geniusly, if that's even a word, just <laughs> fell into place. And he's explaining, you know, if you do this, then that will happen, and then this. But if you did that, then that would also counter happen, and this and that. So that's why, you know, I'm already five steps ahead of you, and I had thought that if we do this, then that, and that, and you don't do this and don't do that, then this consequence, you know, will benefit you here, there, and there, and there. I bid you adieu. Turns <laughs> right. It's like wow. It was just amazing. You know, I I could I could almost clap just <laughs> as you walked away. Well, I mean, I had Very the pleasure well of actually watching you watch it actually just before here so it was nice uh-huh. seeing that i could see a smile kind of slowly forming <laughs> and uh because i know you and i both love just the, the you know strategy in general like strategy games strategy mm-hmm. anything that's our thing and i tell you if you like strategy this is it you just have to get past the first few episodes because it's a bit complicated but man the payoff is incredible it's incredible okay yeah. probably check this out yeah see mm-hmm. if i can uh, recommend it to others as well but well, all right all right well that's a wrap i think thanks you thanks so much for bringing that it was a it was a fun 2015 themed episode and uh <laughs> 23 strong and hopefully 23 at least more to go alex yes having fun and look forward to more all right man so thanks everyone for listening thanks everyone for tuning in Hopefully you t- uh, continue to listen to us on 24 next week. Until then, yeah. take care and have a good night. Yep, thanks all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers, 20digit. Thanks for listening to the 20-Digit Scene Review Podcast.